everybody, and welcome to another episode. Episode 3! Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the Iggy there. <laughs> um, episode 3 of What Are We Even Doing? Um, and today, we will be talking about SummerSlam 2005. This is a special episode, though. Because not only is it me, Damien Deschain, a.k.a. Braden, and my cohort... Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, but we are also joined by our chronologically first-ever guest. Hey, that's me. I'm Connor Hopkins, a.k.a. Connor Hopkins. Oh, wow. Damn it. <laughs> it's been one step ahead the entire time. <laughs> it's always been my real name. It's me, Connor. Uh, anyways. So, yeah. That's so cool. Let us, as is custom here on the show, bring the opening bell. Hey guys, oh, that I was, did it. That was beautiful. Long time listener, first time guest. Long time listener? <laughs> Two whole weeks? <laughs> I've been here the entire time. <laughs> well, so... Ah, it's a lot of... Alright. Now that we've rang the opening bell, let's get to our undercard. What wrestling have you been watching, Tom? <sighs> so, let's see. I'm chewing my way through the IW Mid-South 24th <laughs> anniversary shows. Was, oh, no. You know... Just piece by piece, and um, some guys just aren't ready to be on the show. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I watched an entire episode, front to back, of WWE Raw this mm. week. I don't think I'm going to go back to that for a while. <laughs> uh, I actually don't watch much current wrestling. Uh, it, there's just stuff missing from the product for most promotions, and there's a lot missing from this one. Um, and it's very frustrating, because... I don't under. I understand that the job is hard. I'm not going to say it's easy because obviously, few people can do it. Mm -hmm. But to have the budget and the roster and the production value and to be as creatively bankrupt as Monday Night Raw has become is shocking to me. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I watched Survivor Series. Yes. Front. No, not even front to back, actually. I was late getting home for that. Okay. And I will say this. I have not been interested enough to watch the stuff that I missed. Yeah? Yeah. And I I missed the bulk of the show. I, I like Drew versus Roman. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I, I, I highly enjoyed that match. Yeah. I, I think that in the pandemic era, I think that Roman's thing that he's doing in his matches now where he talks to himself and his opponent a lot, I think he's ahead of the curve on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, like, I think that wrestling is going to become much more of a, quote, TV product. Yep. And that adds so so much to his character yeah. right now. And I, I think it's super engaging and interesting. And it makes sense. Yeah. At least for that character, you know. Mm -hmm. He's turning it more into, like, a play than, like, a Very theatrical. Yeah. yeah. And I dig it. I also dig it. Um, but yeah, I am very much in the same vein as you, uh, we're not watching very much of the current product. Um, even if I watch, if I watch wrestling, it's usually older stuff or 2017 IWA Mid-South, which is still not current. It's also hard to like watch it. Honestly, if, if a person was going to keep up with WWE in general, that's seven hours a week of, of television programming. And that's not counting... Because I think they still do main event, yeah. right? Yep. Do they still do superstars? No. No. Okay. It's they... not a good seven hours either. <laughs> that's also not counting. That's also not counting two hundred five live. Yeah. That's also not counting uh, NXT UK. 
mm-hmm. or any of their talk shows. Oh God, a hundred. If, if WWE quit putting out so much product, they might have a good product. No, I I agree. There's some gems in there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or if they just had somebody with like an overall creative vision, where it's like your character is going to be portrayed this way through all of these different mm-hmm. mediums to like help get different aspects over, rather than like here you're highly scripted, but on this talk show be yourself, right? Which causes like there, there's a disconnect there. Yeah, uh, there WWE is very very much quantity over quality right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and it's it's a it's been a weird year. For wrestling, especially. That is true, yeah. But, and it, I'm not even, like, knocking the guys. Like, a lot of the guys, I think, are, are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're not put in a position where I give a shit. Yeah. Like, they I, I like Sheamus. I, I yeah. think Sheamus is awesome. I think Sheamus is, like, very... I, I don't even know if I want to say underrated. I think really just kind of forgotten about, and people don't yeah. appreciate how good he is. But I think it's because he's on TV constantly. Like, Definitely. constantly. But he's not in a, like, I don't give a shit what he's doing right now. I don't care. Anyways, what about you? They, oh, I am watching, uh, well, actually, uh, to prepare for this episode, because, you know, I'm a very, I'm a professional here. Mm -hmm. I watched the go-home episodes of Raw and SmackDown leading up to our main event today. Ah, okay. I did the thing. And wow, at this point, the World Wrestling Federation was in some dark times. This is August well, of 05. Well, yeah. the World yeah. Wrestling Federation was also not the World Wrestling Federation anymore oh, at this shit, time. Shut it's up. still <laughs> WWF to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, on the go home Raw, which it's our, like, SmackDown is obviously, like, the better brand still at that point. Yeah, like, yeah I'd say so. SmackDown 6 are still rolling. Yep. The Go Home Raw has two handicap matches back to back. Mm. Big Show versus the Heartthrobs. Who are they? Good question. <laughs> and then I don't even remember the second handicap match. I just remember. I would going, suspect it would have been. No, never mind. Yeah, I got nothing. It was Kane. I don't even think it was Kane. It was somebody versus local talent. <laughs> And I, was, I would love if that was the tag team's name. Back pocket, back pocket. <laughs> but all I remember about watching that second handicap match was, this is how good it was. I was Googling furiously uh, the local talent's name to see if I knew them or not, uh, rather than actually watching the match. Mm. Uh, the entirety of both shows was just god-awful. Really? Other than main event of the Go Home Smackdown was... Uh, Randall Keith versus Chris Benoit, oh, which was great. pretty good. Other than Benoit sandbagging a gut wrench power bomb to make Orton look like a dick, <laughs> but all right, yeah, that those that was the highlight of I, the entire week. I, in my part, have had a pretty weak undercard uh, <laughs> for this show. I watched MLW Fusion, the mm-hmm. one with Calvin Tankman's oh. uh, uh, debut. It was fine. I mean. TJP is on the card. That's about all I can say about that. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are they doing with, like, the whole fight teams thing? Oh, I have no clue. Oh, because I've been seeing that, like... You'd have to ask Dakota about that. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're going to mention all of our people oh, no. today. Berna exists. 
Yeah. <laughs> Getting that out of the way. There it is. We got to mention Berna. We have uh, to mention Berna. I, I think he's going to get bored and start circling the house in a little bit too. <laughs> it's, way, actually, so it's actually we're funny. I watched, doors. <laughs> I watched this show with Berna. Oh, man. Who is surprised? Uh, so, without a further ado, or a don't, should we get to the main event today? Yes, we Much should. like this episode, I feel like this show is only remembered for the main event itself. Yep. Um, before we get to this um, main event, I do want to say about this main event, the reason I picked this is because this is the first uh, wrestling pay-per-view I'd ever seen. It was the really? first one I ever oh. had on DVD. Wow, okay, interesting. So that is why I picked this. That's a good uh, topic then. So what's your history with this pay-per-view, or do you have one even? Um, I really don't have one. I am, like, the weirdo who didn't get into wrestling until, like, 2008 or nine, mm-hmm. And even then, like, I was only in it for a year or two. And then dropped out and then came back in, like, 2014. Mm-hmm. So my wrestling knowledge is mostly just a lot of current stuff. Yeah. And then weird trivia that I picked up. Um, so I don't have any history. I know the matches. Like, I know the feuds. Like, mm-hmm. Eddie Ray. Like, I've heard all about that. Sean Hogan, which I have thoughts. <laughs> um, and then Angle and Eugene, for whatever reason, I knew was a thing. Um but my first wrestling pay-per-view was actually Extreme Rules 2009. Wow. Yep. Uh, wait, no, that's got Jericho and Ray on it, though. Yeah. And that match rules everything that can be ruled. <laughs> and features, like, one of, I think, the best executed heel turns in CM Punk cashing in on Jeff oh, Hardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sure. like... Yeah, that was that night. Jeff Hardy is the ultimate sympathetic the ultimate baby, baby face. face. yeah. And... Punk was, like, kind of a face at that point, and then immediately everyone mm-hmm. hates his guts. Yeah. That was a great turn, too, because it made sense. Yep. Um, my that history being... with... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, my history with this one, uh, at this point, uh, in 05, I was actually watching every pay-per-view that happened at my dear friend Alex Castle's house. Mm. Uh, we would watch every Fed pay-per-view that came out, and I think this would have also been around the time that we got... the. The first TNA pay-per-view that we ever got at his house was the one with the five-star triple threat with Joe, AJ, Ooh, and Chris Daniels. Yeah. So, okay. May, no, that would have been the first one, because I remember other ones. But we, I know we were... At the, I think in 05 was when we were like, we would watch every TNA and every Fed pay-per-view. That was it. Like, we would just wow. grill steaks and eat and, and watch awesome. wrestling. Sounds amazing. It, it was a great time. Um, shall we, if you would... Yeah, Bring us I, to I'm, Slam Up 5. I'm going to look... I'm going to be kind of blinded by nostalgia okay. uh, for the show. Just fair warning to yeah. both of you. Um, because I wore this DVD out. Like, I almost watched it on the DVD just because... Just to do it again. But right. I, I decided yeah. to just go to the network because it was easier. First of all, love me some Seether. Uh, yeah, I got a note about that too. It <laughs> says, fuck yeah, Seether. Yeah. I have... Also written, Fuck Yeah, Remedy by Seether. Yeah. Dude, it's a great song. <laughs> Seether was a real hot band there for mm-hmm. a bit. And, like, this is, like, peak WWE, like, music packages. Oh, yeah. Where, like, I'm like, fuck yeah, this song rules. Like, the video package is put together so I'm well. I'm gonna jump ahead to the end. Something that I miss from this era. Them having a video package of the show at the end of the show. Yeah. Like, the the guys who are editing 
must have just bleeding fingertips <laughs> at the speed of which they are putting these things together. Because yeah. they have to put it together as the show is progressing. The main event would end, and it still includes clips from the main event. Like, it's crazy how, how they good they were at that. that. Like, I, I don't know. And, and they were good they must have packages. some sort yeah. of like template. That's I feel like they that do they're have just like clipping templates. and and it's got to be. But even then, like it's still impressive. Yeah, still, yeah. Actually, one of their, I just uh, was following a Reddit AMA uh, with a ex editing director mm-hmm. or something from WWE who had gotten let go and was like talking about editing together those video packages, and like, not to get too nerdy into like the AV side, but like the editing stuff that they use like they said that they did have like preset templates Mm -hmm. but that like it was quick turnaround for everything that they did yeah so yeah Mm. let's see one of my first notes on this i haven't watched this one for over a week so i'm i'm gonna have to try to remember things as i go as we go through i did write down this card is loaded on paper yeah yeah on paper yeah (laughs) that's a key thing there on paper uh, so, okay, so the opener, Benoit and Orlando Jordan. Which, wow, Orlando Jordan. There <sighs> was a terrible backstage segment between these two, uh, just to get the soundbite of Benoit saying, no, you're going to tap out. But if you watch that entire segment, fuck me running, is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, like, I'm a huge... I can't say I'm a Benoit fan because of everything that happened, so what I'm about to say, let's just... In the, in the time that this happened, in the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. <laughs> Thank you. You in my veins in a styrofoam yeah, okay. monkey. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> couldn't help myself. I, I set it up too well. Uh, Benoit was a huge influence on me. When I was a kid, that was a guy that I was like, man, I, I want to be like that. You know, because it was like, I believed that he was actually wrestling. Like, yeah. Even once the, the lid got blown off and it was like, yeah, it's fake. I was like, oh, no, that, that guy's beating the shit out of me. Uh, he has real on his tights. He sure does, and a four. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I will never, ever be like, oh, man, he was so good on the mic, because he wasn't. It was just oh, dreadful God. on the mic. I, I can think of maybe two, not even promos, maybe two lines that Benoit ever said where I was like, oh, yeah, I believe that. So him and, and Orlando Jordan doing a backstage segment just sounds... Negative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say I this, mean... I think this is the best match Orlando Jordan ever had, though. <laughs> I like how short it was. No one, no one has the balls to do that. I feel like the Fed is obsessed with doing these, mm-hmm. and they always want it to be this crazy thing that we remember, and it either isn't or it completely blows up in their face. Yep. Daniel Bryan and Sheamus being an example yep. of that. I yeah. have written here that Bell to Bell was twenty five seconds. Yeah. Like this match was longer than I remember it being. As I was watching, <laughs> this, I was like, how is this still going? <laughs> it's. Because I remember it being really short. A German suplex I'd, and I'd, a crossface. I had no memory of this, so I was like, "Holy shit!" When the when the finish went. Yeah. Down. For some reason, the the only memory I had was they go to lock up and Benoit immediately gets the crossface and that's it. Yeah. That would have been great too. Uh, I I did have a note that it's weird to think how guys like have their ups and downs or whatever. Like not even personally, but like professionally, where it's like a year prior to this, Benoit. Main events, dropping the world title to Orton. Yep. Here yeah. he is in the opening squash fest yep. for the yeah. U.S. title. Like, it, it's just, I'm not even, like, knocking him or anything. It's just weird to think how guys will, will yeah. you know, peak and valley or whatnot. Yeah. 
I do have written that this match was as good as it possibly could have been. Yeah. I, I just had this note about how they have this odd fixation on these short matches. Mm-hmm. Just, do you remember when they uh, had Kane kill Chavo at Mania for the ECW title in yes. just nine seconds? Yeah. I like. I was just trying to like remember, oh man, they, they do this every yeah. so often, and they want it to be a big thing, and it just isn't. Uh, Brock Goldberg. Brock and Goldberg is probably one of the bigger the, ones. The better executed one. Yeah, and say. even, yeah. Like, I think, uh, never watch WrestleMania 2, by the way. <laughs> Don't do that. But but I do know there's, like, a King Kong Bundy match on that card that goes, like, two minutes. Or maybe it's Mania 1. I think, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Earthquake and Adam Bomb on WrestleMania 10. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's a match that happened. Sounds not great. But at least it's short. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't remember what's next on the card, so you guys can have this, to go, go uh, through it, because my notes here may not make sense. I think it was a... Uh, Eddie backstage. Yeah. Role. Okay, because my note here just says, Vicky greater than Chavo, Eddie greater than God. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. This is true. Um, I, I also had a note here about... Um, there's a handful of dream matches that we never got, and two of the... At the top of my list are Eddie versus HBK and mm. Eddie versus Taker. Yeah. Oh. And Eddie versus Taker, I guess, did happen on a house show loop while he was champ, but it was never on TV. And supposedly they absolutely tore it up. Oh yeah. Every time, but I can only imagine. I uh, have written that like so I don't I, like I know that the this Eddie Ray story happened, and like I only know like the memorable moments from the feud. So like mm-hmm. I have written there the fuck is Vicky. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um. But I love that they make the story, because I originally thought, like, wow, this is a contrived story about Eddie wanting to be Dominic's dad. Yeah. And it's not about that at all. It's about, like, Eddie wants to prove that he can beat Ray. Right. And he's so blinded by that that he thinks it's about Dominic. Right. And I'm like, that's, like... It starts very small, and then yeah. it escalates I, to this full-tilt insanity. Yeah. I love this storyline yeah. so much. And I, I didn't. I hated it when it was happening, I'll tell you that. I, I love. And it I know it a lot of people do. Yeah, I, and I, I think I just didn't get that they were trying to be like up in the ante, so to speak. Yeah. Because at the time I was like, "This is fucking dumb." Uh, but in hindsight, I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's not." I mean, it's it, look. We can all agree it's dumb, right? Yes. Okay, but it is. It is justifiably dumb. Yes. It's this story, and then the story that comes next in the show that like. There is a reason why South Park made an episode spoofing WWE around this time. Great episode too. Awesome, awesome stuff. But I'm like, a big South Park guy. Yeah, when it's on, when it's not when it's on, but when they're on fire. Yeah, that that show is still every. It, it's not as frequently as it used to be, but every so often that show is just undeniably hilarious. When it connects, it hits it out of the park. Yeah, and the South Park. Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> They hit the ball all the way to the North Park. Oof. Uh, Oof. Okay. I, okay. So the notes in the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Edge. Yeah. Wow. This I was all in. He took yeah. his girl. Like th- this is me shoving my proverbial poker chips in. Yeah. This is one of the last things I believed was real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. And I was a twenty-one-year-old. No. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We'll go with that. 21-year-old man at this point. <laughs> it, like... 
I know about wrestling now. Like, I am getting to <laughs> that, That's good. And so, yeah. Zawa Life Champion, so. everybody. <laughs> this just in. Zawa Life Champion is in the know. Wait, you're telling me I shouldn't have been shooting on everyone? Says, fake? Question. <laughs> it's just a picture of you on the front page of a paper. You're like, huh? <laughs> the spinning newspaper. Just, huh? <laughs> but, like, so this still feels like a shoot. Oh, it's stiff. And it's uncomfortable. It, it is. And, like, in the best way. Like, I have written that, like, when... I, I have written that there's something uncomfy about Matt saying Amy Dumas, yeah. also known as Lita. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, There's something... Go I, I can still remember watching Raw the night that this kind of got started, and it was Edge, and I th- maybe he was with Lita backstage, and you just saw a person jump in. You did, they did, and they, but they barely stayed on it, and then they cut away and they went to commercial, and you could tell that it was Matt Hardy, but they, they didn't say his name. Yeah, they didn't. It, it looked like an actual incident where a fan has like jumped into the ring, and they're just like, hard cut to Jr. and the King or whatever. You know what I mean? They're not giving them the yeah. attention. That very first one felt like that, and I was like, I remember watching it with one of my friends. So I was like, wait, what? Because it was so quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, was that Matt Hardy? He's like, no, it's just some st- stupid fucking fan or whatever. And I was like, uh. And then there was a really cool one where he's like getting dragged away and he's yeah. kind of got a mic, but he doesn't quite have it. Yeah. And he's like calling out Ring of Honor, which at the time I was like, holy shit. Because they, you know what I mean? Like they, they never referenced the other outside no. companies and calls the uh, Edge Adam and called, yeah. called Lita a whore. Yeah. Like it was, the build for this was fantastic. Oh yeah. And I love how they make it make sense that they're having a wrestling match. There's mm-hmm. one line that they like reuse in the promo package that's like, actually, I fought for you to get your job back so that we could wrestle because if I did this to you in the streets, I'd get arrested for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that like it makes it make sense why they're wrestling mm-hmm. and why they're not in a parking lot hitting each other with baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also do remember... And I'm not the only one that felt this way. When they did fire Matt Hardy during that whole debacle, I was legitimately angry. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck them, man. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't do shit to deserve that. Um, the- I do have a quote from Berna while mm. watching this match. He said, Matt's hungry, ate the fucking post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Just with his absolute unexposed face. Yeah. Like,. I, I have written, fuck eating the post. Yeah. Uh, one of my notes here, I, and I will say this, even with what people thought of Edge at the time and everything, these two have some level of professionalism mm-hmm. that I think people should aspire to, and I, I quite frankly, I don't have. Because don't get me wrong, they're, they're tagging the shit out of each other in mm-hmm. this match. They're still not trying to injure the other person. And if you're in this situation, it's hard for me to imagine. You know what I mean? I can't imagine being in the back and and being okay with any of them. Yeah. At all. And and then to be like, no, I'll trust you. I will trust you with my health and well-being. Like, yeah. At that point, like, if I'm Matt, I wouldn't even be able to, like, put a match together with somebody. Like, I wouldn't want to ever see them. Right. Like wild stuff. Uh, Meg said that she, at one point before everything broke, was at a Hooters after like a Raw House show or something. And this was before the shit really went down. 
or whatever, so this would have been a few months prior. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edge and Lita were there together. And somebody was actually, there was a, somebody else in the group that she was with that was named Matt, coincidentally. And there was basically a moment where, like, they went to leave the table, and he was coming back, and they were like, Matt, Matt! And then Edge and Lita at their table were like, oh, and I was like, that's wild. You, you know what I mean? Like, this uh, was a real life, real, the most real yeah. life fucking thing that you can imagine. What? What has Meg not experienced? I think I, that would be the shorter list. To my list. knowledge, she hasn't been to space. Can okay. neither confirm nor deny. And okay. I would... I'm not 100% that she hasn't been to no, space. No, wouldn't surprise me at this point. Uh, Jesus. I have a question for y'all. Go. It's something that we don't see very much of anymore, but the finish to this match mm-hmm. of, like, the ref backing off the heel mm-hmm. and being like, no, like, he's hurt. Right. Get the fuck back. I feel like it should be done more. I. To me, the more it's done, the less. I don't think it should be hoard out. Right. But I would like to see it done like. I will say this: at the time that this happened, that was a very controversial finish for the match. Like people, even the people that I was watching this with were were mad, and they weren't. I I think it's because we all expected Matt to. Yeah, to you know, yeah. this this should be his moment. And not only is it not, but it's not even a, a real finish. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I hated it when it happened, but I I do think to your point in hindsight, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It 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 makes perfect sense. Like and because it like I was writing about this cuz I just I fucking love it. Um the finish occurred by something that Edge didn't really do on purpose. And yet he can claim victory and Correct. say, I kicked your ass, Matt. Right. Like, go on homeboy. And, like, Matt can be like, no. I wasn't like, pinned. I, I wasn't submitted. I didn't lose. I did not give up. Yeah. So, like, both people come out on top. Yeah. Because Edge can be that shitty heel. Right. And Matt can be like, Matt Hardy cannot die. Right. Yeah. Wow. I think, didn't they do a ref stoppage um, with Roman's newest run, I guh uh, kind of. Oh, well, he's he's Uso. using he's using that guillotine choke. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the bit. Well, I think that I thought before he was even using that. Well, maybe maybe he used no. it in the match, but I think it was him versus. No, no, Jimmy uh, A. Uh, Uso. No, no. He he's he he was wrestling Jay, and Jimmy threw in the towel. Oh, okay. That's okay. what it was. And then okay. the next time it was the cell match, and he choked out Jay, and Jimmy quit. Mm, okay. So they still haven't actually given us a finish between yeah. those two, which I think is long-term storytelling, which is great. There needs yeah. to be yes. more of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought this match was great. I do think, though, also the finish really only works because Matt is a bloody oh. fucking mess. So oh, yeah. much yeah. blood. Like, some of my notes say red makes green. Yeah. And I, I, it, To your point, though, done sparingly. Yeah. I think it's a great finish. But man, it's it. I, I'm not even a big blood and guts guy. Yeah, I, I can't fathom doing that without blood and having it. Yeah, resonate that much. Yeah, and like it just makes it feel like more of a sport too when the ref gets in there and is like, like mm-hmm. get back off. Yeah, dope. Seems more legit. Uh, dope. Let's see. One of my next notes coming up here was. Uh, what a life for Dominic. 
<laughs> yeah, wow. Because, uh, yeah, we had the ladder match next. I this is the third match. Dude, didn't know it was this early on the card. This show was a blitz, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I, uh, for the custody of Dominic, Eddie Ray in a letter match. Ray Mysterio, by the way, has said that this is his favorite match he's had in the WWE. What? Which to me seems impossible. It's... This wasn't the best match he had with Eddie this year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I. Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, there is. Okay, one, love Eddie's theme music here. And this, I, it's not quite his last one, but it's his next to last one that he had. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. This match, though, I I don't know, man. It's I, I didn't like it. No. I have watched this match and will watch this match several more times. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I may go back to it. I, I, I'll forego the, the now infamous, where the fuck was Vicky? Yeah. God damn it! Uh, which, by the way, they censor out on the network, which is horseshit. Yeah. They... they I, I think I thought they muted it, but you yeah. could still see him like yeah. beating the ring enraged or whatever. Yeah. So I looked it up on YouTube and then I just watched that segment <laughs> over that and then I skipped. But I, to, um, for me, even past that, there's a lot of. I don't like to be that guy that like. I don't like to bitch at people for boshing. Yeah. Accidents happen, but this one's got mm-hmm. a lot. Uh huh. A lot, and for two of the all-time greats, it's like. I don't know. Maybe I just judge. That sunset flip bomb that Eddie gives the first time, yeah. where he absolutely fucking wrecks his head. Mm-hmm. Ow. Ow. Yeah, the whole thing is <laughs> Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> There's that timing. Um, I don't know. I mean, it might just be my nostalgia, but I, I love this match. Yeah. The story surrounding it is just, like, infamous. So, like, by virtue of that, it makes the match, like... You kind of already Better. judge it, yeah. You think, like I went in, I like technically mm-hmm. there are some things about this match that I don't really like. Um, I I'm weird when watching ladder matches. Like there's a certain pace that I like, and this just didn't quite have that pace, so I kind of nitpicked it more. But like, it is good by virtue of like it tells a great story. At one point in this match. Eddie takes Ray's dick and balls right to the eyes, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that. Fucking... The senton deal on the outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just, oof. Painful for every person involved, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It hurt me. <laughs> um, um, I I have written, fuck ladders, they hurt for days afterwards. Yeah. And they take some meaty bumps in oh, this match yeah. on ladders. The, uh... Slingshot, the yeah, little, the, uh, yeah, that, yeah. sandwiched, yeah, between Ouch. the ladders. That was kind of cool. Um, also, weird Michael Cole moment in this match. Yeah, he like they're putting over this story as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, like constant camera cuts to Dominic, like all of that. Really reinforcing. Which at one point Dominic yawned, which I thought was <laughs> quite, kind of funny. Yeah. Also a constant dude posing behind Dominic to try and get on the camera. There's a lot of shots of him, too, and that kid looks genuinely terrified. Yeah. And it's like, of course he is. You're, he's, what, eight, eight years old at this point, watching his dad get murder-fucked on these yeah. ladders, and then watching somebody who I'm assuming he would view as an uncle yeah. murder-fuck his dad yeah. in front of tens of thousands of screaming people. It's just like, you sit in that chair and you look concerned. Like... 
Eddie almost hit a child yeah. also during <laughs> he this match. He reared back yeah. to hit him. Awesome. <laughs> you're going to learn what it is to be a Guerrero the yeah, hard way essay. Which means you're going to be a victim of abuse. Like. Yeah, wow. So, right at the beginning, they're putting over all of the, like, this child rearing mm-hmm. nonsense. And to not to belabor this Michael Cole point, but I have written, Michael Cole starts talking about his adopted sons. And he says, Taz, I adopted both my boys. I know what it's like to go through these custody battles. And I went, good God, Mike. A little too heavy how, there. How? I didn't. I did not catch this. I've I seen this match a hundred times. Taz? I didn't catch that. I didn't know that. Taz starts talking about his son. He's like, you know, this like hits home for me. Like, you know, I have a little boy about sure. that age, blah, blah, blah. And Michael Cole, <laughs> like, says, yeah, Taz, I adopted both of my boys. They, like, I know what this feels like to go through a battle. Like, I'm learn something new every fucking day, man. I didn't know that. It was intense. Michael Cole has evidently won two ladder matches. <laughs> <laughs> held, it, held, at an, held at separate orphanages. <laughs> Because <laughs> wow. I, I know that this is how it would go down in the court of law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, do you think once Ray won, he just took that briefcase straight to the courthouse? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. that Just smash cut to a, <laughs> a very weary judge, a five o'clock shadow, and just goes, Mr. Mysterio, you've brought me court papers in a dented briefcase covered in blood and sweat. You say you had got off a cable dangling from an arena. In some sort of a contest with another man proving custody of a child that you already had custody of. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my courtroom, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray just turns to the judge and says, Well, like the man said, this is the only way to settle a dispute like this. <laughs> Direct quote from Edward Guerrero. Yes. We all, we all know divorce proceedings can be messy. I remember when my mom and dad had a brutal false count anywhere match for custody of me and my siblings. Um, I really thought she had him when she hit him with that sink, but dad kicked out at two and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. Surprise roll-up finish, just letting you know. Uh, yep. Last man standing style. Held her there for ten. Uh, <laughs> You didn't even have to grab the tights. Imagine being pinned <laughs> in a surprise roll-up so your legs are kicking the whole time for ten full seconds. And I'm imagining it's not like one, two, oh, three. Oh, no, it's no. Like we're, we're one, doing, yeah. Like count-out style yeah. count. Yeah. Two, and you're still in the roll-up. Uh, my next note just says I hate Jericho's hair. Because I hated Jericho's hair at this point. So there must have been a promo or segment. Yeah, it's a backstage promo with Jericho. But he's in some shape here. He is. And I, I, this is shortly before he's gone for like This two is years. his last match. Is it? Yeah. Was it this or the one the next... No, no. It was the next night on Raw. Oh, it was the next night on Raw. Okay. And that's the one where he, he gets fired and thrown into yes. a... Yes! Into a truck. Dump truck. <laughs> Jesus. Hmm. I, which, why was Jericho working with Bischoff at this point? Honestly, it, it's so hack because it... They want Cena to be the babyface yep. of the company. Yep. The crowd has already started to turn on him. Yep. Why? There's a few factors that I would say why, but it was basically like, okay, we're going to make him a face. Yep. Well, what happened before? Well, Austin was a babyface when he was fighting the authoritative Vince McMahon. Well, we've got an authoritative figure. 
Let's just do that. It's li- it's the same damn thing. Yep. And not nearly as good. It is the Kmart to yeah. Austin McMahon's Target. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know. Kmart has a killer uh, WWE figure section. Or they did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell this story real quick because I always tell the story when Kmart gets brought up. I was once in a Kmart. This had to have been in about the year 2000 or maybe very early 01. And uh, they had a rack of WCW... Evan Courageous t-shirts. A full rack of them. It was just a white shirt. Evan Courageous was a member of Three Count. We will not besmirch Evan Courageous. Guys, he wasn't good. Oh. Anyways. (laughs) Just a white shirt with like a black and white photo of Evan Courageous on them. I lost my mind when I saw this because I was like... Well, most people would be like, who? I couldn't believe that they had made any merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) They were on... Sale for like eight dollars, and I didn't buy one because I, like, I don't fucking want this. And now I'm like, if I had bought that, it would be the only one left on earth. <laughs> it's one of my greatest regrets. Anyways, next match. Oh hell yeah! Eugene getting absolutely fucking battered by Kurt Angle, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, this, this is a real good Kurt Angle. Fuck the Eugene gimmick. Godless Killing Machine. Kurt Angle was. Fantastic. First of all, I just have a note that says shape. Yeah. Oh, dude. Crazy. This was the precursor to Perk Angle that yeah. we would get just a few <laughs> the years year, later. The year the later. year later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perk Angle. <laughs> it, like, man, I, oh man, though, like, also, one of my notes here says, holy hell, hot open. I remember this now. He just walks across the ring and decks him. Bow! Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I have written here from Eugene's entrance, I cannot sanction his buffoonery. <laughs> I fucking despise the Eugene gimmick. And we've been on a show with Eugene. Now, do you despise the gimmick or the... The gimmick. Okay. The dude himself is, you know, despite his problems, cool dude. Yeah. Um, But the Eugene gimmick of using, I, like, it's a... Sh- it- a special person to get sympathy. It's shocking to me that this ever happened. It's shocking to me that it happened, and also <laughs> shocking to me how good Nick Dinsmore is at portraying. Oh, I, I, I'll, yeah, I, I'll. I don't think anyone can dispute that. No, you you try to give that gimmick to any other person on Earth, and it's going to be even more offensive. If you think about yeah. it, if you think about it, he's basically like the Undertaker. <laughs> In the, the sense only... of it's a gimmick that can't possibly work if somebody else had it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, my, my, for me, my <laughs> threshold, so like, when I was a kid, I had, he, he died early from it, but I, I had an uncle that was special needs. So like, I, I kind of had this like memory of him, mm-hmm. so then when the Eugene character started, I was like, guys, I know this is a gimmick, I know yeah. it's a, I, I just don't think this is a good idea, because to me, I was it's like, not... what, I was like, there's no payoff. No. I was like, they're not going to go crazy Days of Our Lives level and have him wake up one day and be like, oh, shit, I'm fine. Who wants to play chess? Or, you know, like, it, for me, my line was, do you remember when they started talking about his freaky strength? Yeah. This was a direct yeah. call on commentary, and I was like, oh, man. They're really going with it. That, like, the, you are playing a dangerous game. Can you imagine if they try to do that now? Uh, oh, I'd never get out of the room. Like, no. But the, the weird thing is, I think that there were people at the time who thought it was a good gimmick because it was empowering to people with special needs. And I can, I can, I can understand someone having that viewpoint. Yeah. It ain't my viewpoint. No. Yeah. And it, that viewpoint only comes across if you don't have 
Kurt Angle fucking battering this man and it getting cheers. It's almost a hurt. It's almost a hate crime. Yeah. It is uncomfortable. I loved it because I'm Kurt Angle's supposed to be the heel. Yeah. And every single time that Eugene kicks out or gets any offense, thunderous boos. This is very accurate. My note says, man, the crowd just wants an angle. Yeah. And yeah. They, they want him bad. Like, I I do think that this match, for the characters and everything involved, is put together and executed as best as it possibly could have been. But, just oof. Just oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> just real downer. Um, although, I do want somebody to have, like, a Kirby-style gimmick. Kind of like what Eugene was doing, where like he steals other people's finishes oh, all the okay. time. That's like the one weird thing that I liked about the Eugene gimmick. But the, he, I think that that was kind of supposed to be based on he was a fan. Yeah, and like he was emulating them. I think the build and the way they initiate, like that they initially brought that character in, was actually done very well because they introduced that character before he ever had a match. I remember this clearly. They hyped for like two weeks that he was going to work. Or have a match with Rob Conway. That was his first match, <laughs> and they hyped it for me. they hyped it for at least one week, maybe even two. But then when he won, it was over as fuck. But it's like, okay, yeah, I, I can believe Eugene beating Rob Conway with two weeks of training montages with Regal, right? Yeah. I will never believe Eugene beating Godless Killing Machine Kurt Angle. <laughs> Honestly, like, small tangent. Because you, you brought up this was the best Kurt Angle, right? Yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. But I have one hang-up as to why I might argue otherwise. So, obviously, he's always been brought in as an Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. So we know he's the most legit person on yeah. the roster, possibly ever. Yeah. But when he's doing this character, it's a thing where it's like, how can he lose? Yeah. Goofy Kurt Angle was fallible. Yep. This one, I was always just kind of like, don't get me wrong, I loved it. And I still do yeah. going back and watching it. But had it lasted longer, it's like, what? you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. outside of like, well, who do you build him again? Taker? Yeah. And even then, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, it's like, how, how, how could you believe anybody beating him? That's why I like... Like, the year later, he's still doing, like, this wrestling machine gimmick when he goes to TNA. Yeah. And it's, like, they pair, immediately pair him with him and Joe. Right. Which, Joe, if I could believe anyone... Absolutely. ...step to Kurt Angle, like... 100%. That's the guy. I think that uh, when they had Angle do that run with Cena, mm-hmm. that was the thing that really made it go from, like, oh, crowd wants to boo Cena, and then it was like, well, we'll put him with Angle, because Angle's a great heel, and it's like... No man, that was that yeah. that blew up in their face <laughs> yeah. hard because Cena went over on him all the time, and it was just ne- like yeah, not feasible. Yeah. Uh, my next note here just says I'd vote for for Vince, dude. Okay, <laughs> as you were as you guys were talking, I read my next notes just to see what was next, and I was so confused for like a solid <laughs> ten seconds because my notes verbatim for this next segment are, goddamn women. Hey, why not? Jesus Christ, President Vince. That's it. And I was like, what is going on here? But then I remembered. Yeah. It was 
It's the, uh, the anyway, limo. here's some tits yeah. segment. Totally yeah. fine with that. That's great. I don't know. I Not mean, gonna get political, but I will say, I would have voted for Vince in 2016. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Why not? Although, <laughs> I thought that was going to happen too. Oh, yeah. I, I, especially when that hap- that segment aired, I was like, "Holy shit, he might actually." He's beaten the feds once before. He, he'll, yeah. He'll... <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what, I think he, if he had ran, still would have had all the divas washing his damn car. Oh, yeah. Outside <laughs> of like press conferences and shit, I don't think he would. He would have made anything. that a law. I think he would have done Trump better than Trump. Yeah. It would have mm. been more insane. Yeah. I would imagine Vincent, like, rallies with a fucking bazooka. <laughs> Just, or I not, mean, not, uh, what was the thing China had? Oh, that, yeah, that, like, rocket launcher it, that shot fireworks? Yeah. Just, America! <laughs> and also, he already has his own music to walk out to. Yeah. Can you imagine presidential press conferences where no chance in hell starts <laughs> playing? <laughs> the ministry version? Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, Incredible. What was next? I also have written that Vince does not try to hide his politics at no. all. There's no. a segment later <laughs> that's just awful. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, it's Taker uh, and Orton. Orton. Yes. My uh, favorite match on this card. Really loved it. Uh, I noticed uh, Orton hits a normal DDT, which I was kind of like, like through the ropes. Y- yeah. Like I think Taker's like stepping yeah. in. And it's like, I want to know when he started doing the Hangman DDT. Um, mm. What did I like, just I would watch? love to find the first time he did it. Like, 06 is the yeah. earliest I've seen it at, uh, oh, uh, One Night Stand. Okay. Interesting. He, he does one to whoever he's fucking wrestling on that show. Whoever he's fucking wrestling. Okay. <laughs> um, good, uh, good Tom-like big boot yes. from Taker. As I, I, as I wrote. I have written Shades of Tom with the book. <laughs> uh, I wrote, Taker doing the flatliner is weird. I yeah. remember him throwing this at this time yeah, period. I was kind of like, why? He shouldn't do moves. Especially I don't that. hate him doing the flatliner, though. It's weird. It's I don't, I don't hate it. The thing that I... One, I'm not a fan of that move in the first place. But, like, I have this weird thing where I'm like, when big guys do moves for, that I feel are, like, almost reserved for smaller guys, mm-hmm. it, I, it weirds me out for yep. some reason. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just kind of like, you're, dude, you're 6'10", yeah. it, and you're 300 pounds. Like, you could do anything in the world, and it would be a finish. <laughs> Let somebody else have this contrived deal where they yeah. drop themselves to drop somebody else. Like, I think the only version of the flatliner that I actually kind of like is the pump handle flatliner that Pete Dunn does. Yeah, I like that. That's a cool one. Or... Honestly, when uh, Mr. Kennedy did the mic check, yeah, because he got like he, he, a lot of bend forward with it, and then it did was it. almost like a Sister Abigail without the twist. Yeah, yeah, and I like that because it makes more sense that you're winding up for mm-hmm. it, whereas like just a regular one is a self rock bottom. Yeah, uh, the jumping well, flatline. Jumping yeah, flatline. I hate that move so damn much. Dirt. Like, ugh, damn it. Uh, hey, dirt. Um, I've written that. Taker does have great strikes and yes. that it's an effective shine that he puts on, almost a steam because it's kind of healing mm-hmm. the way he does it, with like hardly any bumps. Mm-hmm. He just bodies yeah. Randy Orton. It's, it's like, fucking great. It's awesome. Dude, I wrote down that 
even young Orton is great. Yeah. Dude, I uh, love Orton so much. The bit with him, him and his dad at the end oh, of this. Oh, well, it just changed. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> the bit with him and his dad at the end of this where yes. his dad yells hey and beat with the music yeah. made me laugh so hard because I was like, you can tell he's just like loving every second of this, mm-hmm. like having an actual good time. Yeah. And like the back-to-back pose that they do. Uh-huh. Great. Love it. Mm-hmm. I think this match is good. I don't think it's as good as the one that they had at Mania. Yeah. But it's still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way that, like, it's slow-paced, but, like, Randy, as soon as there's blood in the water... Yeah. It's immediate, like, pace picks up mm-hmm. and he's just on him. Yeah. And it's that kind of, like, cocky heel that also knows when to frenzy that, like, really makes this, at least for me... Uh, so the next, we've got Jericho versus Cena. So I actually did make a note on this. It says it's very generic booking, going back to yep. your thing of why is Jericho with Bischoff. And it's like, yeah, we're just going to rehash this other thing. Although in the build for this, at least I think it's this build. I don't know when else it would have been. There is a concert between the two of them where Fozzie performs and mm-hmm. then Cena performs. Right. And it's awesome. Wow. Cena does a live rendition of Badman, which, like, if you've ever listened to the Cena album... I bought that album the day it came out. I have it on CD. Yep. yep. Badman is a awesome song. It's fantastic. He's not wrong. It's um, so good. I find it hard to believe, it, but well, all right. Then don't believe it, but he's right, and I'm right. <laughs> Fuck you. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> You, are you, why are what you teaming a, up with the guest? We're what, the, oh, okay. Yeah, great. This will be awful when he's gone again. Uh, <laughs> one of my notes here does say, though, that this should have been Christian. Because, yes. man. Yeah. Christian was so over. They they started planting the seeds for this at the Rumble in 05. And it was like, oh, man, we're going to get this awesome Cena versus Christian feud. We didn't never get it. We got a triple threat with Cena, Christian, and Jericho, which was good. And then somehow, Jericho, who was added into this feud, hijacks <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, well, you see, they, they had to free up Christian for his... Well, let me check my notes. His Mexicool feud. I don't have That's any idea what you're with. saying right now. Christian? I don't remember that at all. So, either the week before or two weeks before... Christian has an episode... Oh, no, no, it's on whatever brand show he was on. Raw or SmackDown, I don't remember. Um, he hosts a peep show. Yeah. And gets jumped by the Mexicools. Okay. Yeah. And that's what he was doing. He wasn't on the show. Unacceptable! Yeah. Yeah. That is my fucking point. Like... He was off to greener pastures. And I say this as... A, oh, I, yeah, I, I... He would have been in... TNA within a few months of this. I yeah. Think. Um, and I say this as a huge Jericho fan, but like this, this, should have been Christian. Yep. Um, this match was, I wrote like, this is kind of positioned as the piss break match. It is, but I, I actually really liked it. I, 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 I also kind of liked it. Crowded, crowd goes crazy, Fucking split down the middle. For nothing. Split down the middle for him too. Jericho is choking Cena on the ropes, mm-hmm. and it just, the stadium erupts into massive let's go Cena, let's go Jericho chants. And I do not, for the life of me, understand why. Because they, like, didn't do 
hardly anything. And I love Chris Jericho, like legitimately one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do a thing. And like the finish <laughs> to this is lame. Wait, hold on. My note here says it's a cool finish. What was the finish? Jericho runs at him for a running nothing, gets countered into an FU. Oh, but wait, hold on. Doesn't he, like, scoop him up and spin him around like yeah. he's going to do a thing? And then maybe that was a thing I thought was Like, cool. Jericho ah. runs at him maybe like he's about to do a head scissors. Right. And then it's and up then to the shoulder. Gets, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you can clearly tell it's like, and then how do we finish this? But the FU. I'll run at you and, yeah. But the FU was the finish. It was before they buried that move. Well, I yeah, was such insane to think finish. that, like, boom, and that's it. Before it was a bump and feed for Brockle Snar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brockle Snar. Yeah, that's right. Spell it out. Change the spacing. There it is. Like, what did you think? I liked this match. I did, too. I, I didn't I have very I many notes. split the card. Um, I, I, literally, one of my notes for this is just, this is incredible. <laughs> uh, God, it makes me miss crowds. Even more than oh, I already did. Oh, crowds are great. Uh, okay, so, next up, we've got JBL and Big Dave. Um, another note about the build to this. Yeah. Because I'm all about the build on this show. How to build. Um, one, JBL commits a hate crime on the SmackDown leading up to this, just absolutely batters Funaki. Oh, yeah. And also, in the promo package for this, JBL has a great line about, like, you will kneel at the feet of the wrestling god. Uh, and <laughs> Batista, his comeback is, yeah, more like a wrestling fraud. Ugh. Ugh. Man, that's That's, that's, <laughs> that's a case of, like... Somebody in a writer's room being like, "Oh man, I've got it, got I've got him now." And it's like, Batista is like one of the coolest people of all time. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just let him? I don't know, say something, maybe say nothing, whatever, yeah. and I, he'll probably yeah. make it work instead of being like, "I'm rubber and you're glue." Like, <laughs> uh, you're in my hometown of Washington D.C. Right, that's another thing too. Like, well, one of my notes here says that is is JBL the last great heel? Second line of this match, JBL is the perfect heel. Yeah, like, uh, my next note just says, if McDonald Trump was a wrestler. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He would be Jables. <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of think that JBL is the last great heel that we've had, where people were, like, genuinely angry at him, for mm-hmm. shit, especially during the, the feud mm-hmm. with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I get maybe you could argue that it's because Eddie was so beloved and respected and everything, yeah. but like I don't know, man, like I yeah, I don't know. I I'll, I will say this though, I didn't really like this match. They didn't do a whole lot for them making such a big deal of it being no holds barred. And I I don't think that these two had good chemistry in ring. Yeah. But uh, what's your favorite match stipulation of these choices? No holds barred, okay. extreme rules, okay. no disqualification, <laughs> Chicago street fight, or a hardcore match? It's actually interesting you bring this up um, because we'll get to, um, in in a show next uh, episode, 
they actually kind of explain the difference between um, hardcore match and no holds barred. Well, the concept of a no holds barred match was actually supposed to be that there was a time yeah. where there were holds in wrestling that were barred. For example, the pile driver. Yeah. That used to be a banned move. So then the heels would get massive heat for doing, for doing one, especially if it was like behind the ref's back or mm-hmm. after a match because it was such a feared thing. So the idea was supposed to be, oh, we're going to have this match where all, like, uh, there were some promotions that would ban a sleeper. Oh, wow. It's a choke. It's a, yeah, it's a choke. The idea back then was, oh, it's too dangerous. That's too dangerous. The pile driver's too dangerous. You know, Can't throw him over uh, the top rope. Can't throw him over the top rope. Right hands. Like There were a lot of promotions where oh, yeah, a punch fist. or a closed fist was banned. So the concept was supposed to be that you could do any of these holds. Ah. Hence I the see. name. But then, because it then snowballed to, well, what happens if you do something else? Well, we can't disqualify you. So then it just became what it is now known as. Well, so there was both a hardcore match and a no-holds-barred match on this next show that I'm not going to spoil. Okay. The hardcore is no disqualifications uh, for anything and falls count anywhere, whereas the nose-holds-barred, it still has to end in the ring. Nose-hold-barred? No-holds-barred. Okay. Sorry. It still has to end in the ring. Right. So I think that's technically the difference. I always thought it was weird that a street fight has to end in the ring. That that is weird. It should have to end in the street. In theory, it should have it should, to end in, in, in theory, the street. In theory, it shouldn't even be in a ring at all. Yeah. And I, what I've kind of noticed, it, I don't know if WWE still does this. I don't think they really do. That like when they bill something as a street fight versus an Extreme Rules match, the people in the street fight usually wear jeans. Yeah. And that's the only slight difference that I could ever notice. <laughs> oh, oh in the what kind of match is that? Oh, it must be a street fight. He's wearing jeans. See, uh, I was in a Prophetstown street fight, and I wore jeans. Mm. One of my notes on this uh, JBL Batista match just says, Ugh, for the hellacious bump that JBL takes on the finish. So yeah. The, the powerbomb under the steps. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oof. Screw that. Fuck every also, also, fuck a leather belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty... JBL had a real big kink for that at that moment. Because he whipped Funaki with the leather belt, too. Also, how strange is it that the commentators are calling this match, and Jables is strangling Batista, mm-hmm. openly trying to commit murder, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Michael Cole and Taz are like, well, yeah, you see, Batista needs to try and get his fingers... <laughs> <laughs> underneath the belt the, 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 to avoid the blood flow being cut off. They're calling a murder they're, they're, like sport. They're giving critiques on him not dying. Yeah. <laughs> I say what you need to do is get blood to your brain. <laughs> uh, See what's happening to him? Yeah, you don't want that. Small, small side tangent because I've always wanted to tell this story on a podcast. So uh, years and years ago, uh, I was at my job as a as a factory job or whatever, and I. I was on break and I was talking to like one of the operators, a nice guy, you know, just didn't know shit about wrestling, but he knew that I was a wrestler, so that was always getting brought up at, at work. And at one point, he leans over the break table, and looks at me, and just goes, "Know what you need to do? Is get on one of them WrestleManias." And I was like, "You know what, Dale? I'll get right on that. <laughs> it's great advice. Can't believe no one ever said that to me. Can't believe I didn't come up with it on my own. Holy shit! Oh my shit. god! If only I had listened." Uh, <laughs> Oh, I, yeah. No, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> it's like, I would just love to go up to people that are, like, playing basketball in a city park and just, you know what you need to do? Is get to one of the NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should, oh, wow. You should play for the Lakers. 
All right. It's main event time for the main event. Here, oh. we, here we fucking go. Baby. Shawn Michaels, HBK, the icon, the showstopper. The against main event. Mr. WrestleMania against the icon, the immortal, Hulk Hogan, brother. Hulk Hogan. What are you going to do, dude? I, I love the build for this. Yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, they, they downplay it in the video package. But Shawn Michaels has, to me, the line of the whole thing when he says, What you gonna do when the heartbreak kid won't lay down for you? I remember that happening on Raw, and I was like, holy shit. Like, Mm. bang, bang. That and, like, Hulk Hogan, you call yourself the immortal one. We are about to find out immortality has a price. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, to me, the bill... And, like, also, there's a lot of shit we could talk about with this that I think has been covered by more researched and popular podcasts. <laughs> so maybe we just stick with our own opinions on it. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of... Insider stuff. Insidership, backstage, you know, drama, politicking, this, that, and the other. Hogan must pose. Yeah. But here's what I want to do. Braden, you can go first. Your thoughts on Hulkamus Hoganus and... Uh, oh, Hulk Hogan <laughs> in general? Yes. And, uh, and then your thoughts on Shawn Michaels. Um, when Hulk Hogan works, it's kind of cool, which I've only seen that ever happen once in Japan. Um, other than that, never really done much for me. I think if I were born way earlier and had been around for the hype of Hulkamus Hogan's, I might have a different viewpoint, but I grew up with Ruthless Aggression where the in-ring is... Top right. notch. So, Hulk Hogan was always just a guy. Like, obviously, if Hulk Hogan were to walk into this room, he'd be like, holy shit, it's Hulk fucking Hogan. Right. But, like, if you compare him to Shawn Michaels, as far as in ring alone, Shawn Michaels is head, shoulders, knees, and toes above <laughs> Hogan. Like,. Um, yeah. Connor, been waiting on this one all episode long. Your your take. Uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> that massive, tanned, balding, bloated leather couch. He's so that mad. racist son of a bitch who has done less for the wrestling business. I, I'm so angry about Hulk Hogan, <laughs> I can't form a coherent thought right now. I fucking despise him. <laughs> Just, I'm so glad we're doing this one with you. Fucking, (laughs) I, my favorite Hulk Hogan match, I can't believe I'm trying to, like, rack my brain of, like, the six Hulk Hogan matches that I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. because normally when he's on a pay-per-view or anything I'm watching, I skip over it. Fuck, maybe this is my favorite Hulk Hogan match, and it's only because Shawn Michaels bitch slaps him. Oh man, I, Dude, I, I got a good rant. I, we can all do them. I got a good rant I want to go on about that moment. Fucking Hulk Hogan, like, despite all the backstage shit, the times that he's fucked over Vince just because, like, I don't give a shit about that. It is just the fact that Hogan, like, is useless in the ring and refuses to get with the times ever. Uh, you know, Vince built him up in the 80s as well, I, I would argue he did. He, I would argue he got with the times for that NWO run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And then immediately 
Even though, he, WC, even though he, even though he, even though he famously did not want to do it. Yeah. Which to me. All right, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but go, go, go on. There is a certain somebody that we all know that I will not mention that I have a grievance against for the same reason that I have a grievance against Hulk Hogan and mm-hmm. that they refuse to do anything different. They're always going to hit the big boot and the leg drop and they're going to pose okay. and they're going to, you know, talk to the fans and that's all they're good for. And I just like the fact that immediately after this, after this match, Mm-hmm. Where Hogan is bleeding profusely. Oh, he, he coast to coast. Oh, yeah, he goes coast to coast for a Lake couple of punches. Blood. Lake of blood. And then immediately stands up and Hogan must pose. Yeah. And is clapping at Sean like, yeah, you tried, bud. Like, I just... So then what's your take on Sean? I'm assuming the near polar opposite. Antithesis. Right. Sean Michaels is probably my favorite wrestler, if not Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. just for slight in-ring things that I prefer differently. But Shawn Michaels, when he's bad, he's better than most people around him. And when he's that's good, very, very he is true. Unfuckwithable. Like, think about the match that he has with Austin. Like when he is in the pits mm-hmm. of just being fucked up, still a good match. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very good. And that's broken back yeah. and, and deep into a, a, a pretty pill. severe substance abuse yeah. problem. Yeah. Shawn Michaels comes back after four years in O2 and immediately is right back where he left off. I, I in my mind, Shawn was better in post post that yeah. four year break. The, okay, I'm gonna do mine, but I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna go reverse because we're yes. already on the topic. I think Shawn Michaels was always good. I think he got great yep. in the '90s through yep. the the New Generation era yep. and the Attitude era. He became legend once he came back. Yep. I think that Sean's worst, whatever it may be, Sean's worst match post back injury and four year break is better than his best match previous to that. Yeah. And I know there's so, going to be somebody who hears this right now that you know is seeing this as sacrilege. I will throw my fucking drink at you. And he didn't. <laughs> he got even better once he made the transition to the baggy pants. There's certain weird eras for certain guys based on their look and everything else. Sean came back. The, the comeback match with Triple H yeah. is, is, to me, like an all-time classic. On an all-time classic pay-per-view. Absolutely killed it. Smashed it at everything. The moment that he was like, I'm going to do these cool trash bag slacks, became god-tier professional wrestler. Sean is not my favorite. But he is, in my mind, the best overall pure professional wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest draw. Now, having said that, and this is where me, me, and, me and Connor, I'm, I'm flinching my fist here, because I am going to compliment Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hogan is indisputably, well, no, actually, I will, say, I will take this back. He was, for decades, inarguably, the biggest name in the history of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. People who did not know what wrestling was and never seen one minute of it, they know what Hulk Hogan is. Yep. Yeah. In my mind, he has only been eclipsed by The Rock, and handedly by The Rock. And I think as time goes on, Steve Austin. John mm-hmm. Cena. Uh, John John Cena, I would put as the third that's, that has eclipsed or will eclipse mm-hmm. Hogan. Yeah. Um, having said that, there are a lot of things about Hogan's work that is bad. And there's a lot of things about him professionally and personally, as we have seen or whatnot, mm-hmm. that is also bad. 
But the bad is so bad that the few things that he did do good, I think, are completely shoved under the the bus. So, like, I recently rewatched uh, Taker's first title win. Taker versus Hogan, or not many, uh, Survivor Series 91. Mm-hmm. The match is very of its time, so you got to kind of look at it through that lens. Slow and boring, got it. Correct. Honestly, <laughs> quite frankly, yeah. It's 91, yep. and, and they're both very big guys, I don't, you know. But he sells for Taker, and Taker, this is his first, he's a year in, is, he's dead. <laughs> like, can't stress this enough. <laughs> they get to a point where he bumps Hogan, Hogan legit, as the babyface, powders out of the ring, and he genuinely sells it facially, he looks scared. And it's like, did he have to do that? Quite frankly, no, he did not. He very easily could have just hulked up to him, done the fucking deal, not sold for him, gone under, and everything else. Now, having said that, he does no-sell the tombstone in the same match, and I absolutely fucking hate it. Has to take the tombstone on the chair. Correct, and I hate that as well. But, he did sell for him, he did make him look scary, he works so hard. The, one of the biggest pops in that match is he brings Taker down to a knee. Taker does this like big, weird, wobbly, oh, I'm a tree in a windstorm. Oh, oh, goes down to a knee, and that crowd erupts. I don't think you can take that away from both Taker and, for that matter, Hogan. Now, let's talk about these two in the context of this match. I think, when I think of like being a professional wrestler... And quote, working with somebody and doing business with somebody. This match to me is a masterclass in fucking with someone mm-hmm. without physically harming them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Sean's one of the greatest bumpers of all time. Yep. Sean makes everybody look great. That to me is what <laughs> makes him, you know, the best, right? Takes a shoulder tackle, bumps, goes yep. out through the ropes <laughs> to the floor, and bumps again on the floor. I, I I, just realized, like, as I was watching this, I'm like, Sean is so goddamn athletic mm-hmm. that he looks like a freak of nature when they do absolutely fucking nothing in this match. Oh, yeah. Not a goddamn thing. It, it may add to your rage. I think this is one of the longest matches Hogan has had in the Fed, too. Wouldn't surprise me. It's... It's legit 20 minutes, if yeah, not it's more. It's so much longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Or than I remember it yeah. being. It drags... The opening is... I don't feel like it drags... I don't feel like it drags, though, but I think it's because Sean is bouncing yeah. around like fucking flubber. <laughs> it's entertaining, but it's hard to watch in like an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. And then... I think... I have to give... I fucking hate that I'm allowed to say this. I have to give Hogan some credit. Yeah. For actually finally being able to play ball with Sean to like make the end of this match. Yeah. Because God, I can't believe I'm fucking <laughs> I was kinda hype on the second Hulk up. Yeah. After the sweet chin music. Yeah. And like you don't see it coming and it's immediate like up. I'm like, that's how you do that shit. Right. The fucking like I'm gonna punch you. Oh, you! Yep. If, if yeah. I were Sean, I simply would not throw a punch at him. There's not a magnetic field <laughs> pulling your hand to his face. You know it's gonna happen. Why I, do it? You know what? The more I think about it, the more I fucking hate Hogan. I fucking... 
Like, why did he have to go coast to coast on this? I, oh, I Okay, I'll say this, though. This match, this is another case that we've talked about before. Red makes green. Yeah. Like, this, this, I love this match. I think this match rules for completely different reasons than I would ever say about any other match. If Hogan wasn't a bloody mess, I would not like it as much. Yeah, that's true. I, I just get... And he's not known for being a bleeder, really. Like, no. what, this, uh, the match that he has with Vince, the Mania 19, and maybe a few others, but... He did it, like, a bunch of times in TNA. Yeah, started, which is we don't odd. Talk about that. Yeah, that didn't happen. That's not real. <laughs> Hang on, what, what's, your, what's your take on yeah. this? Because this was yeah. your pick. Yeah, young Damien. Um, I was very excited to watch this match specifically for the oversells. It's my favorite thing. Um... Then quickly forgot how long this match is. It's very Hulk Hogan. I'll say that. It's very, mm-hmm. like, we already said it. Punch, punch, you, like, whatever. Um, the chair shots, man. Mm. Oh, man. Mm-mm. They were there. No, thanks. I loved them. Um, <laughs> I bet you did. Um thing that pissed me off the most about this is that after the match was over, Hogan gave Shawn Michaels the vet pat. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. I actually had to rewind and play it. And I, I have, I have a, my own taken theory on that, but I, w- I want to go back to something else in the match that we, that we alluded to. Shawn slapping the piss out of him. Yeah! Mm. So, I, and I, because I rewound this too, and I made a mental note of it, because I was like, I don't want to fuck this up when we talk about it on the podcast. So, we're all fierce competitors in the ring in our own rights, right? <laughs> yeah. So, there's stuff that, like, you do on the fly, you know, in the spur of the moment. I am 10,000%, because if you go back and watch it, mm-hmm. Sean's got Huckster by the back of the head, yeah. and he goes, he goes to buckle him, yep. and Hogan blocks it. I'm positive that this was not called, that Sean just assumed, okay, I'm up on him. I think he's already bleeding at that point, is he? Or no? No, 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 he's not bleeding. He's a sweaty fucking mess. Because this leads into what I would call the uncomfortable shoot that leads to him bleeding. Uh, Yep, exactly. Goes to buckle him, Hulk blocks it, and rather than do the the hokey, oh, I'm going to try again, and he blocks it, and then I eat the buckle, Sean just bitch slaps him in the back of his bald spot. Hogan Hogan reacts, like, genuinely. Yeah. And I also, I'll bet that hurt like a motherfucker. And then turns and swings around, at him. Yeah, turns around, swings at him. Sean, like, dodges it, it and, pop. and and pops him again and is talking shit to him. But it looks like not, not it's not in-character shit, shit talking. No. It, it's legit. Like, you bald motherfucker do this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do this, Terry. Like, yeah. tight, like and then he fucking yeah. buckles him. They they still get back to the spot, but it's a uh, actually you're right on it's a, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, from like the the workers' perspective, yeah. I, and I think that like casual fans, I don't I, I honestly I don't think that they know what they're looking at when they see that. And even like and if that is a work, by the way, it's the greatest work of all time. Yeah, yeah. and I don't care that I bought it. I don't care that I still buy it 15 years later. I don't give a shit. It, but I don't think that it's a work. Like as a as a worker, like you just feel that like. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Yeah. And, like, two, like, right before that, I think it's, like, Sean's doing something in the corner, like, holding him there or something, and, like, checks his teeth, mm-hmm. like, picks some, like, 
the amount of like nonplussed reactions from Sean in this. Like even on Hogan's entrance, like him doing the fucking Dude, the shovel, shovel. Oh. the shovel thing. They, I, I pointed they that cut out to too. him and immediately cut away. Um, it's incredible. Uh, so I was I was watching this with future guest Meg, and she pointed out that Sean's rampant overselling and the crazy bumps that he's taking and everything makes him look like a, a dolt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I agree. However, to me, so like we we've talked about this. Uh, I, I know off air the the yeah. rule of comedy. Yeah. It's like if you do something that's funny. And you keep doing it, it's not funny. But if you keep going yep. past that, it becomes hilarious. Yeah. I think it's that. Yep. Where the, those first few minutes, yeah, man, Sean looks like the dumbest ass in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> but then you keep going past that, and it's like, no, this makes Hogan look like mm-hmm. a clown. Because, it, you know what I mean? Like, the, the bit where he buckles Sean, yeah. and Sean bounces and corkscrews and front flips That's off my of it. favorite part of this entire match. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Impressive. That, oh, it is. I think it's crazy that that was a Kurt Hennig thing. Mm-hmm. But in that era, nobody really questioned it. But, you know, you, you fast forward mm-hmm. 13 years and it's like, ooh, that's... I, I, I think it's... I love the match. It's one of my favorite yeah. Hogan matches. It's honestly... It's not even in my top 10 Sean matches, though. Nope. <laughs> but I still like it for wildly different reasons than I like the other ones. Yeah, I concur. And I will say that there's a redeeming thing at the end of this. Because, in my opinion, Sean isn't a heel in this. He cuts that promo in Montreal right mm-hmm. before this where Brett comes out mm. just to solidify that he's the heel. But he doesn't say anything that's not true in the build-up to this feud. No, he All doesn't. great heels are justified. Yep. Correct. I'll tell you another forgotten moment that I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Brett because I wanted to... to bring it up on the show. I don't know if you caught this or not. There's a bit where he's got Hogan down in the structure. and he goes to the apron and it's weird because it's in D.C. Mm-hmm. So you don't usually hear this from the crowds unless you go even towards Canada. They start chanting, you screwed Brett or, uh-huh. and we want Brett. Yeah. Sean goes to the outside and he's halfway, He's going up to the top rope and then stops and the camera is on him and he looks out at that crowd and just goes, you want Brett? And gets back in the ring and puts Hogan in the sharpshooter. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I I love that. I, I thought that yeah. was great. I think this is the... Because this is the only real heel moment we ever got from Sean post-comeback. Yeah. And it's that thing where it's like, man, imagine if we had been able to... Yeah. How, how good could, you know, post-comeback, trash bag pants heel Sean have been? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet, like... Because you see a glimpse... Of like 1997, mm-hmm. Sean in this match, mm-hmm. and like just the like shit eating, just absolute asshole, no redeeming quality comes out just a little bit, just what's, enough where you're like, I'm supposed to boo him, but I don't wanna. So, what's your take on the the veteran Pat? Just man, what? <laughs> Fuck off! Like that is my take. The only take, the only take that I have on it is, I think that was Hogan thanking him for not hurting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Because outside of that bitch slap to the back of the head, I don't think Sean laid anything even remotely close to a stiff Sean on him. Okay, that makes more sense. I looked I, when I first watched, when I a million times watched right. this, 
and then just just now noticed that pat. I took it as yeah, good job, kid. I'm like, you can't just what? Right. Like that's how I saw it, but I guess that makes more sense if it's a that sort of thing. I like the line that Sean has. Like you don't actually hear him say it, but like the commentators say it for him. Like, I just had to find out. Right, but I I felt like that was a fail safe thing to just be like, yeah, he's a baby face now, guys. Yeah. Like, type deal. Like it's like the promo that he cuts on him the night after on Raw is scathing. Yeah, and that's something that the people should look up. But like, I don't know, man. Overall, I would recommend this show. I would highly recommend the main event. At least the More event. so for people that are in the wrestling business than I ever would for casual fans, though. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. And that, that yeah. may be the only match I would ever say that for. Because it's... Yeah. Like you said, it's uncomfortable at certain mm-hmm. points, and I still think that it's layers of fucking with somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Someone who disagrees. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to not recommend this show. It's very fond in my memories. So, yeah, I'll probably watch it a couple more times before I die. <laughs> I, mean, <well>. I hope. <laughs> I, and, and you, sir. Honestly, this show is not quite peak ruthless aggression, but it's still like got that nice ruthless aggression flavor mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, everything from, like, the video packages to, like, the people on the show to, like, even the way that everything sounds. Like, I made a note at the end, like, talking about, like, the chairs sound really crisp. Mm -hmm. And, like, in the ladder match, like, those ladders are fucking loud. Like, just the, like, production stuff will always be fond for me. I really enjoy this era. I don't know that I'll revisit this show very frequently, um, apart from, honestly, the main event, because, fuck, man, I'll never get sick of Hulk Hogan getting his ass kicked. Uh, but yeah, overall, good show. Awesome. And fucking Seether, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love Seether. Let's not, play Seether right now. No, we can't do that. Not quite saliva, but... Yeah. Ah, come uh, on. I'm Driven, king of my world. Driven Under by Seether is a great mm. song. Careless Whisper. Carol's Whisper is also great. Yes. I know you like covers. We do. Uh, and by that, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> all right, you want to sign us out? Yeah. We're um, going to have Connor back on a, on a, our next episode? Yes. I'm coming awesome. Up. I'm coming back next week. It's going to be a trash fire. No spoilers, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I am a cruel, cruel man. It's oh, no. hardly following the law. <laughs> well... Oh! No! Teaser. That's amazing. <laughs> Distant boo from the living room. Well, um, that has been it for this episode of What Are We Even Doing? So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week when we ask... Even though what I, are we even doing here? Even though I already just said it. Damn it! I'm what sorry. What are we even doing here? He did it again. What are we even doing?